Good morning, good morning, friends. Hello, how are you today? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, no matter what, no matter what circumstance, what you are facing and what you are going through. This is still the day that the Lord has made. I want to remind you two few things. This is the day that the Lord has made. Did I already say that? Yes, I did. And I want to remind you what the purpose of our journey together on this journey of Christian faith. We are here on Voice Imprint and I am your host, Joy Kitanga Dash Double. And I want to invite you. I want to invite you to think about these things as we are about to start our session, our episode number three. Okay. Our journey is about what? Igniting our faith, strengthening our prayer life, deepening our love for God, walk with confidence. And as we are on this journey, it is a journey of transformation, of becoming an indomitable woman. So take your seat, whether you're in the car, whether you are cleaning, whether you just started your day, get your, get your stuff together because this is your moment. This is your moment and only your moment. You've started the week. You've conquered everything you could conquer this week because you are here today. Now. It is the end of the week. We are about to start the Sabbath, a time for rest, a time of worship. Sunday worship, the pastor has already a sermon ready for you and I. So now we just have to prepare our mind, prepare ourselves. Today on this episode, I am going to be talking about the very thing that is dangerous. The danger that we face in our Christian faith. You don't want to, you don't want to cut it off. You don't want to miss it. So I'm going to ask you a few favor before we get started that you, if you have not started following, that you may start following already. And if you know somebody who's going through struggling, through struggles in their faith, that you may share this with them. You got a sister, you maybe have a brother, you have somebody you know that is struggling with their faith, share this podcast with them. I really appreciate it. And I thank you for all of you who already started to follow and subscribe. We are already in three countries. Can you imagine? So yes, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let us get started. I don't want to take up too much of your time with uh, the intro, but I want to get to the message because this is really good. It blessed me this week. Usually I bring to you messages that have blessed me through the week and that God just showed up in my space and made me uncomfortable, but in a good way. So let us get ready. Okay, here we go.
Welcome, welcome. This is Joy Kitanga Dabo, your host. Let us begin with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for another week that we get to see. Thank you for another moment we get to live. Thank you, Father, for the peace that surpasses all understanding, for the warnings and the signs that you give us daily, even hourly, in order for us to remain in you and you in us. Guide us and lead us in this moment, O God, of conversation, of reflection, that your word will come and sit deep inside of us. Let us experience you in this moment, O God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever heard the expression, if you want to cook a frog with, with, with that, um, I want to say with, with, with the, with being kind to the animal cruelty, I don't want, I don't really, there's no way of saying this, but there's this expression that says that the best way of uh, killing to kill a frog is by warming slowly the water. A frog, you do not put it in hot water, it would jump right away out of the water. So this was my conversation this week with God. And God asked me that question. Do you know the expression they said, how to kill the frog? And I remember very quickly because I've heard it before. Maybe for you, this is the first time. And he says, think about it for a minute. I say, yeah. The best way to kill a frog is by putting it in water, cold water, and warm the water slowly. And he said, yes. And then he said this to me. There was an ouch moment, and but also a cry in my soul for you and I as we walk on this Christian faith. He says, that's how many Christians today are dying. The enemy has found out, has figured us out that we are way too comfortable in our faith, in our Sunday services, in our worship, in our Bible reading, in our prayer life, he find out that we are so comfortable that we are not prompt or we're not quick to figure him out. So 
you know me, me, when I have a conversation like this with God, I, I need him to buck it up with scripture. <laughs> I do. I do. I do challenge God to back it up with scripture because when I have a scripture, then I know that I am in a serious conversation with him. The enemy has figured us out that the best way to kill, destroy, and to steal from you and I is by warming the water slowly. What does that look like in our life? You know that John 10, 10, right? That the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he has come to give you and I life in abundance. But here we are, we still have not lived or even enjoy the blessings of a full abundant life. And this is what the Lord said. Because we are so comfortable in how we pray, how we do our life, that we are not really looking or being watchful. That's another scripture right there he gave, right? Be watchful. Pray and be watchful. We wait on Sunday for the pastor to pour what God has poured into him, but not really take time to meditate on actually what he said in church. And as I reflect on that, as deep or as simple as it sound, I grieved. I grieved because it challenged me to think about my prayer life. It challenged me to think about my faith walk. It challenged me to think about how serious am I with my Christian life or my faith. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis 4. Genesis 4 says this. This is the familiar story of Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel are the first two brothers who get to experience brother conflict. Any brothers in the house, any sister, you know that how you've struggled with your older sister, your older brother. <laughs> You've struggled with them. They, yeah, younger brother. I'm a young, you know, us younger. We, we can be a pain, right? But you've struggled. This is the first struggle of brother, sibling, rivalry in the Bible is Cana and Abel. So Abel has brought his offering to the throne. And so did Cain. These are two brothers in the church, y'all. Brothers in the church and sisters in the church, you know, the, the, they brought, mm -hmm, she bought the biggest envelope. He brought, yeah, my envelope. And, and, and the conflict begins right there. Cain and Abel brings their offering to God and God is pleased with Abel, but he was not pleased with Cain. Cain became jealous, angry, bitter. And the Lord showed up at his door talking to him. And this is where the text connects to our topic of the day. I'm going to start reading from where God is talking to Cain. The Lord says to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face 
downcast. If you do what is right, will you not accept it? Will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Here is God warning Cain about what is about to happen. The same way that God warns you and I. But yet, like Cain, we too don't take heed of God's word. It's just, you know, it's just the Bible. It's just a Sunday. You know, the message was really good. But I don't remember. And we smile about it. God tells Cain, sin is crouching at your door. You got to master it. You got to master it. We're not going to talk. I'm not going to talk right now about the mastering, but I want you to, to pay attention to what he's saying. Sin is crouching at your door. Crouching at the door. It's an Im image I can give you of what? Of how, for example, those who have pets or have a dog, a dog sits quietly observing and watching his master sometimes he sit by the door that's the image and he's watching going back and forth and sometimes he can be watching moving every movement the birds that are doing not really annoyed or anything he's watching back and forth back and forth back and forth and then at an appropriate time the dog will rise up either bark to whatever has come to give him attention that uh, that he want to respond to or not and god is saying the same thing in our life that the enemy is observing you and i slowly daily watching us giving excuses of why we don't want to wake up early giving excuses of why things are happening the way they're happening and i think my zoom just went off am i still on yes i'm still on okay all right so sin is crouching at your door temptation it did not just happen this morning it has been watching you the excuses that you gave last year, it has been recording. And the Lord says, the enemy has mastered you. So you have to master him. How do you master him? I ask. By every moment you have, you feel an excuse within you of not doing Something that you said you would do is beginning of mastery. Sin is crouching at your door. It's watching you and I. And it's studying you. Alright, so there, there's this, I know some, some, some of you may remember this. 
this back in the days, this song by um by our lovely beautiful lady called Fuji. The title of the song says Killing Me Softly. And all that song back in the days we sang it, we danced it. You know, yes, you know, converted Christian. Yes, I am. <laughs> but this is the song as I was I was preparing for for this episode, the song came to mind. It says this I heard him sang a good song. I heard he had a style. And so I came to see him and listened for a while. And there he was, this young boy, a stranger to my eyes. And then she goes on into the lyric saying this, strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his word, killing me softly with his song. Listen, the whole song is about this woman is like, is, 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 is enticed and she's expressing how she's being killed slowly with all this movement that this person is doing. Killing me softly. The enemy does not come to put us in hot water right away. Our The situation that we face do not just come today and then boom. Because he knows as Christian, we're going to rebuke him. We're going to set the fire. We're going to shake the Bible on him. If you have one of those crosses, you're going to shake that cross on him. And you're going to end the name. You're going to call him out. So he's not going to put you in hot water. Instead, like Fuji's song says, it's going to be softly. It's going to be softly, gently, one by one, day by day. Because what? He's crouching at the door. And as she sang in her song, she says, I felt all flushed with fever, embarrassed by the crowd. I felt he found my letters and read each one out loud. I prayed that he would finish, but he just kept right on. The enemy is reading your story. The enemy is looking at your life and studying it. And here we are, God says, tell my people, don't be comfortable. The word I heard was complacent. Master it. How do we master? Here, here are the key. Here are the few things I want you to write down of how you master the enemy. First, you take your faith seriously. Serious. Be serious about it. Make your mind up today as you're listening. Make your mind up. There's no turning back. Make your mind up that I won't go back as our pastor William McDowell sing. 
I won't go back. I can't go back to the ways that I used to be. Make your mind up today. There's no turning back. And then when you make your mind up, I want you to think about this. Once you make your mind up, cry out to God. Learn to cry out when things get hard, when things get difficult, when things get complicated. You're going to hold on tight to that mantle, to that robe of the Holy One and say, Baba, unless you bless me. When difficult come, make your mind because you've already made your mind up. You will cry out to God and say, God, help me. Lord, I am in deep trouble right now. God, my water, it is the temperature is going up. Number one, make your mind up. Because when you make your mind up, you will know to whom to cry out to. Number two, number two, I need you to practice every single day self-awareness. We're living in a time where everything that we do is just going by like that quickly. We wake up, we got to go this, we got to go. We have our schedule constantly running into our mind. That's probably one of the reasons the Lord asked me to do this Fridays because he want us to learn in this Christian journey to transition from busy week to Sabbath time. Remember that he created the world in six days and on the seventh day he rested. But you and I are finding ourselves constantly creating seven days 24-7. And the Lord says, no, that's where the enemy comes and learn from you about you and master you. So take time for your Sabbath. In the book of Hebrews, he says this, that the, that the Israelite failed to enter God's rest. And we know the story how it ended for them. They die in the wilderness. They died in the wilderness. Never got to see the promised land. Is that going to be your story? Where you never got to enter the promised land? God had made a promise to you. And yet you're still on the journey to that promise. The secret lies into you learning. To find rest. Number one. Make your mind up. Number two. Practice self-awareness. The best way to practice self-awareness. Is by beginning. To find rest. Rest to reset you. Then you will begin to notice. When the water. Start heating up then you know something it is happening in the atmosphere i want to i want to share a quick story about my experience with postpartum depression i remember i have my first daughter and uh in the middle of the pregnancy i went to see my ob to during the regular during the regular visit and i say to my ob I feel like I'm forgetting things every now and then. I have to write them down. 
And then some days I'm like low and down. And she said this to me, have you ever experienced depression in your life? Growing up, you know, you don't talk about these things. You don't mention them. You in the culture where we are taught, you know, you don't mention this. Just pray about it. Hide them. Right. I say, maybe he's like, if you ever had experienced depression before, you need to tell us because there's more likely for you to experience this kind of symptoms, depression during the pregnancy or after. And that was the end of the conversation. Symptoms, signs, warming of the water slowly. That was a sign. Because I practice so much self-awareness, I notice when things begin to change in my life. I notice things when they begin to impact my spiritual life. And that's where I began to learn, okay, this is happening. So if I'm going to be feeling up and down, then I need to find a way to put me in the place where my 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 life, my faith is constantly going up and up so that this quote unquote depression that I may experience during pregnancy does not come by surprise. Does not kill me softly. Sin is crouching at your door. You must master it. Practice self-awareness. It will teach you slowly how to hear, feel, and be prepared. Let us not become too comfortable in our faith that the enemy will come with his scheme and destroy us slowly. With my journey that I share, and I'll be sharing bit by bit of a story as we go along about how I overcame postpartum depression, depression in my life. With God's word, with self-awareness, using tools like counseling, having people around me that knows the word of God and being transparent. We don't want to be complacent. We don't want to be comfortable in our faith. We have to be able to challenge our faith every time. How do we challenge your faith? Challenge your faith first by even the simple thing as showing up on time at church. You can challenge your faith by taking what the pastor preached and put it to practice. Let it not come in one ear and go out the other ear. The word of God says, let us become doers of the word. So the challenge this week, woman of God, woman of faith, as you are going about your day, I want you to think about one thing that you will hear this Sunday from your pastor, from the broadcast, wherever you're watching sermon, and ask this question, how can I practice that today? Go back, 
read your scripture. In the previous episode, I, I talk about, are you reading or eating your Bible? Go listen it. You get some tools about how to eat your Bible. Grow your faith. Challenge your faith so that the enemy does not master you, but you master it. Like God told Cain. Have Cain master it and take heed of the warning that God gave him. We probably would have heard the story of Abel. Let us pray. Eternal one of Israel. God of ancient days, rock of ages, Alpha and Omega. Father, we thank you and we bless you. Adonai, our helper. We understand that God, we're not always strong. We have not mastered our gift that we can overcome the enemy. We have become complacent and we ask you to forgive us, Lord. Help us now in our journey as we become aware of the scheme of the enemy to stand strong and firm in you, rock of ages. May you guide us, Lord. May you guide us and may you lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. With that, my friend, God bless you. Stand firm in the word and the might and the power of God. Until next time, if this message has blessed you, click the share. Click the share button. Share it with somebody that you know who need this. Share it with somebody that you know that God is using at this time. Don't forget, wherever you are going, wherever you're going to be, share the imprint of God's love. And we want to hear your testimony. Your testimony of how God is leaving imprint of his love in, his, in your life. Take care, my brothers and sisters, and know that God loves you. Bye-bye for now.